Hello and welcome to another episode of Wake Up and Live. It's your girl Chantel Simone, your life purpose engineer, helping you navigate life on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose. And today's episode marks the first out of a 10-part series on love. So the title today, which is part one, is No Love, No Value. You see, the challenge is that most people have more self-hate than they do self-love. There is a clear absence of love in our lives. And some of you may say, well, I don't hate myself. Well, if you look at it as if it was black and white, the words that you say, the thoughts that you think, what you are saying internally, and in some cases, what you say externally, Are they fueling you? Are they building you up? Are they speaking life into you? Speaking love into you? Or are they tearing you down? Are they words of doubt? Are you denying your capabilities? Are you denying the the, the purity that you actually were created as? And if you do have that doubt, that is a reflection of self-hate. Even Psychology Today, it's an online magazine, says that we were actually not born with low self-esteem. It's impossible, as a matter of fact, because newborn babies, their brain doesn't even have that capacity. So what that tells us is that we were taught it. We were taught these negative things that we now say about ourselves and in some cases we say about others. We were taught it along the way, along the journey of our lives. It's called conditioning. See, we pick up things from all of our senses, the things that we hear, the things that we see, the things that we we taste, the things that we touch. It's things that, are happen, that happen outside of us that we adopt. And when we believe it, it sticks with us and boom, it's part of a programming. And that's how we were introduced to thinking less of ourselves. We were created perfect. So why is it that so many people don't think that? You see, when you believe That's when it locks in, seals the deal, encoded in yourself, in your DNA, and you're literally programming your brain and your thought processes going forward. See, our unconscious mind takes everything literally. There's something called a critical faculty. It's this invisible line between the unconscious mind and our conscious mind. And it starts to thicken the older we get. The younger we are, the more invisible it is. Have you ever heard that, you know, it's a good time to teach children a new language is when they're young, before the age of five to seven? Have you ever heard those things? Here's why. Because children under the age of seven, they're more pliable. They are more susceptible to suggestion. They take in what they hear. 
So if you're growing up in an environment and you're not hearing positive things, whether it's on TV or radio or music or in your household, it's been conditioning you all the while. And by the time you get as an adult, if you haven't dealt with it to overcome it, it's already cemented in you. And that's when you start to challenge yourself self-worth. If we take it to the good book of wisdom, it says this, even if I have the gift of prophecy, which is being able to, you know, see messages from God and share it to people and understand all mysteries and possess all the knowledge. And if I have everything that I need, if I have the faith to move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. You see, with no love, there's no value. It didn't say I have nothing. It said I am nothing. If we don't view ourselves with love, we are actually viewing ourselves as nothing and then we act accordingly this is the challenge it reminds me of a gentleman a gentleman he used to come home and he grew up in an environment where his parents always had fights They always were going through something. And all he wanted to do was succeed and be his best so he didn't have to get into any arguments. And he would remember coming home, sharing his report card with his mom and dad. And when he got a B, they said what happened to the A. When he got an A, they said what happened to the A+. When he got the A+, they said, ah, You won't do that again. You see, he was never good enough. And he grew up that way in his teenage years. And he just, that led him to become an overachiever. He always had something to prove because deep down inside, he thought he wasn't good enough because that's what he was taught. You see, this man grew up as an overachiever and he studied hard, he got great grades and still felt insufficient, still felt less than. He became a lawyer, as an esteemed profession, but still always challenged himself in everything that he did. He would go for walks to see how he can improve and improve and improve. One day, when he was out for a walk, he, it was springtime and the flowers were now starting to bloom and he was just out thinking and meditating and pondering things about life because no matter how much success he had, he still felt this emptiness. And as he glanced over, his eyes locked on another beautiful human being and he admired her from head to toe. He loved her long hair. He loved how the wind was blowing in her hair. He loved how she walked. She looked confident. She looked 
just like the woman he always imagined in his life. When they locked eyes, it was over. They started to engage in each other and embrace each other and go for coffees and lunches. And next thing you know, they were walking down the aisle. And they enjoyed the love that they shared with each other. They found happiness in each other. And they used to say, you complete me and I complete you. And as the years went on, there was one day where she came home and she said, honey, I didn't get that promotion. And just as she thought that she could find a safe place, refuge in her husband, his response was a little bit alarming to her. He said, oh, really? It's because, see, you're not good enough to get that promotion. Why didn't you get it? You should have got it. What happened to you? And that came from a place that stunned her. So she went for it again. And she came home and said, honey, they, they promoted somebody else. And as she started to do it over and over and over again, to start to overachieve and start to find some success so she had great news to share, he kept knocking her down. You see, in his life, he was going through his own struggles at work. And we know when, when life applies pressure, who do we take it out on? Those closest to us. So as the days started to go by, the, the language started to get worse. All of that self-hate that he had experienced and had bottled up inside started to come out more and more and more. And it was aimed at his wife. Until one day, when they were arguing back and forth and he, was, and he started to share all these words of how you're not good enough and it started to get aggressive and mad. They looked over and their five-year-old little daughter started to cry. You see, all the while, the five-year-old little daughter used to peek outside of her bedroom door when they were fighting and stare at them. But today, she decided to come out and see what was really going on and show them the effect that it had on her. Little did they know, they were programming her mind. You see, self-hate is a generational curse. It can impact so many people around us. And because our unconscious mind takes everything literally, all we even need to do is overhear an argument it could be another couple at another table at a coffee shop while we're sitting here doing work that we overhear the, the negative language and our minds is taking it personally. It's programming it. The things that we watch, the things that we read, the music, the lyrics, it's all programming. So where do we program ourselves for success? Because everything else is programming ourselves for failure.
Now here's the good part of the story. There's a choice. What ended up happening to this family is when he, the father saw his little girl start to cry, it clicked in him. That it was because of him and his words that made her cry. And it reminded him of when his father used to say those words to him that made him cry. See, he had an emotional connection to that moment. And he decided in that moment to make a change. The first thing he did was went to get help. Sometimes we need a third party or somebody else to see the things inside of us that we can't see for ourselves. To be able to guide us along the way, seek help through mentorship, through coaching, through a guide, through somebody who knows how to lead you out of that pain and into your power. All three of them went to seek help. And through that, they were able to get to the root of it. And then they were able to connect to the true source of love. You see, they needed to be fueled and injected with love to overcome and overshadow all of that negativity that they had stored up inside. All the way to adulthood for this husband and all what he happened to the wife and all that they've been programming their little girl up until the age of five. And then, when they finally connected to that true source, that, that entity, that being, God, they tapped into that source of love and they were fulfilled within themselves, separately. They no longer needed to seek the love or feel the love of something else or someone else for them to feel whole because they felt whole just being who they are, connecting back to how they were originally placed on this earth. Now that is when their relationship, now when they came back together, they just made even more magic because they weren't filling in gaps for each other, but they were interdependent and, and just building something even more powerful and restoring the thoughts and flooding the thoughts of their little girl, letting her know that she's beautiful, that she's amazing, that she could do anything, that all things are possible. They did affirmations with her. They would re-encourage re her every single day to reprogram her mind while, especially while it was still pliable. And then her little girl believed it. You see, they had to reverse the programming. They had to know how to do it. And they got themselves out. And now, that little girl who was five, witnessing her parents argue, witnessing all the toxicity coming out of their mouths, she grew up to be an inspirational speaker on stages and traveling the world, inspiring others to live their best life. Now that's the effect of self-love. So when you have love, you have value. You value yourself, you value your life, you value why you're here. And it's through that 
we can serve. It's through that we fill our cup. It's through that space that we can hold space for others and ignite them. Too many of us are looking for love in each other. That's not where the answer is. We gotta look up. So I share this to say that when there's no love, there's no value. And sometimes it takes that deep reflection in self to see at what stage the programming of life happened to us where we actually believed in and adopted that mentality that's embedded in us and it might be deep rooted. But let's learn from our friend. Let's call him Frank. Because what Frank did for him and his family, what he did first was he went to seek help from a coach, from a mentor, from a guy, from a professional who knows how to get to the root of that problem. You see, the second thing that Frank did that stood out was that he learned where the true source of love was to repair and restore and renew himself. And it's then when he reconnected with his wife and his wife did the same and reconnected with him, were they able to fuel into their daughter and reverse the programming. That's the third thing he did, reverse that programming. Because we're like computers. We can install programs and we can uninstall programs. We can do some programming and decoding or we can undo that. You see, if we have a negative thought, we just need to replace it with a positive thought and flood it with positive thoughts. Overshadow it. There is hope. But like I always say, awareness is the first step. So be aware of the things that you're saying to yourself. And admit it. Because we can only change the things we acknowledge then that will lead you on the process of rediscovering what true love is to add value to your life so you can add value to others. So if you learned anything today, if anything resonated with you, make note of it, write it down and decide to take action. What can you do today to either establish or reestablish the self-love in your life, to connect to the true source of love. Take action now and teach yourself. You must get it in your neurology to show how serious you are to make that step and to make that change. Because on the other hand, you could just say, wow, that was powerful and do nothing. So I encourage you to take action. And lastly, leave a comment. Let me know out of those three tips that we learned from Frank, which one that you want to do today, which one resonated with you. Leave a message, leave a comment in the, in the comments below and take a look at the description. As you know, I always leave a link or something, a gift for you. And finally, share this with three people who need to hear this message so we can spread the word that would allow us to realize that we need to reconnect and restore ourselves. 
Remember, you have one life, so make it count and navigate on purpose. Have a blessed day.